all the Manchester United fans and welcome to another episode of Red Devils in Paris podcast. We will start the podcast with our heartfelt condolences to Sir Alex Ferguson and his family over the demise of Lady Cathy Ferguson. Lady Cathy Ferguson was the rock behind Sir Alex and will forever be an important part of Manchester United's history and legacy. So it was quite fitting that Manchester United and the players paid their tribute to her over the weekend. And in the next part of the podcast we will discuss and review the last week at Manchester United and as usual it's never an uneventful week at Manchester United. A disappointing 3-2 loss to Galatasaray in the Champions League was followed by a dramatic 2-1 win in the Fergie time over Brentford. So keep listening to the podcast. Hello mate, how are you? As usual, quite an eventful week at Manchester United once again. Every weekend mate, every weekend. <laughs> I'm doing good, I'm doing good. Uh but yeah, another another week, uh you know, any kind of uh what can I say? I mean, you just can't put a put your finger on it. Uh you know every game seems to be uh the same and you know we we witnessed the same Scott McTominay uh saving the day off the bench with barely like 3 or 4 minutes uh uh to play so yeah that's 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 what it is right now so so let, let's start with the first game against uh Galatasaray no so for me uh this could have been the game where you know we we say young Rasmus Hoyland coming of age for Manchester United but then instead it turned into another disaster uh, in the end so now i think we should have serious question marks if we can get out of this group in the Champions League and the game again for me was you know it was marked again with the same kind of uh, shortcomings which we have been seeing with Manchester United for the past I would say several months now even if we finished uh third the last season I think the same problems still exist we get run over in the midfield we get attacked on the flanks we have this bad habit of conceding immediately after going in front in the important games and uh, surprisingly we still have goalkeepers who are conceding you know quite easy goals So how did you see this game from your perspective? I mean, you know, it it just goes to show how important uh, a goalkeeper is to a team. Uh because you know, you, you can have a, a center forward who's not scoring or a midfielder who's not creating, but a goalkeeper who's conceding is is probably the worst thing that you can have in a team. Uh and it's it's I don't think anyone saw this coming because the form that onana was in last season i mean the performance he had in the champions league final uh you know we we were expecting him to be you know one of the top 3 goalkeepers in the league from the start but uh, he's had a really uh, terrible start to the season uh, i'm not sure what it is whether it's confidence because uh, you know these are these are school warriors that he's mm-hmm. making uh, on the pitch uh, not getting a strong enough hand uh you know silly short passes really unlike uh, you know the onana we've been seeing at inter and ajax before that so uh hopefully he can get his you know get his game together 
get you know get the confidence back in his passing uh and you know we can read uh, we as a team uh, you know the rest of them can read his game better as well uh for overall you know absolutely uh, you know absolutely disastrous uh game uh absolutely showed no resilience uh, like you said can't hold a lead uh at all and you know losing the first two games in uh, in the group stage it's going to be really hard to get out of it i mean we're going to need some really really big results now uh to scrap our way out uh out of this group so overall poor performance uh casemiro just doesn't seem to be in it uh i i think midfielders would be relishing playing against him right now uh with the kind of form he's in uh eric ten hag as well uh not the best uh, decisions i would say again uh and i think that really cost us uh, and regarding onana let's say i have some friends uh who support inter, inter milan and they are let's say the uh, match going fans of inter they were actually quite pleased and happy that uh, uh manchester united came in with such a big offer for andre onana and uh, suddenly i am starting to uh question if uh, or i am not starting to question maybe i am trying to have some doubts if we if it was justified to go for onana for just one you know excellent performance in one season uh and this again brings back question marks which we discussed in the past episodes about scouting and recruitment at the club right now the scouting and recruitment is pretty much non-existent uh, it's just eric ten hag uh, deciding who we're going to sign uh and that of course goes goes down to the to the whole structure of the club uh and how we have been for years uh you know in 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 today's football you know competing against teams like Manchester City and Liverpool who mm-hmm. have unbelievable scouting systems uh you know getting the right players not having to always spend you know those big amounts of money uh and you know you know getting the kind of players that fit the kind of football you want to play more importantly mm-hmm. uh but we we just seem to be winging it uh, the whole way uh <laughs> I, I, it's basically just the players that Eric Ten Hag knows and wants uh and you know I'm not really sure if he's getting any support in that uh, in that department I think that's pretty clear to see yes uh, i think i agree on uh, on on these points with you Okay now coming to the Premier League game against Brentford I think again we were outplayed for the 90 odd minutes and uh, I think it was and we were rescued by the brilliance of Scott McTominay and uh, McTominay and Maguire I think played quite well on the night and ironically they were the two players we were trying to get rid of in the summer how how did you see this game You know absolutely in in the league as well it just seems like you know we're not sure what we're doing the whole game we don't have control uh during the game and we're just waiting for someone to show a little bit of brilliance uh and you know win us the game whether it's Fernandez or mm-hmm. Rashford or in in this case McTominay uh and uh, you know honestly i think it's 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 maybe time now that we drop Casemiro Uh, for a game or two uh, i think scott mctominy has been in phenomenal form for scotland he's been scoring goals 
uh, and uh, you know he, he even even if you saw the interview after the game that he gave, you know you can you can see what it means to wear that jersey to him. Exactly, uh, and, and you know we need we need more players like that. And, and and to this point, I I would say that you know um, for me uh, in McTominay's defense, maybe many people would not like to uh, let's say listen to this, but. I think he has not been played uh, in the right position over the you know uh, last few months or few years, and I think he is a kind of player I am sure would always get a place in Sarah Lake's squad, you know, and he may not be a big superstar, but for me, as you said, he's a good enough player. So much dedicated to the club, uh, plays for the badge, and I, I I'm sure he's a good enough player who could change a game coming off from the bench. Uh, let's say 20 25 games in a season and uh, in the end it was quite fitting in the way <laughs> out of all the games it was in this game where we paid uh, you know uh, the tribute to uh, sir alex ferguson and his family over the death of his wife that he scores twice in the forgy time you know uh, and to win it for manchester united so i i absolutely agree with you uh, scott mctominay might not um, you know be at this moment be the most uh, let's say kind of liked player between the united fan base but he's someone who is always giving for the badge he's 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 a new age darren fletcher isn't he and we, you know we we all remember the kind of impact that uh, fletcher had uh, on our club and he, he, there's no doubt in my mind that scott mctominay would be the kind of player who would be uh, you know in the in the first 15, if not the first 11, under yeah. Sir Alex Ferguson. Exactly. Uh, so we, we we need to find that balance. And I think, you know, Ten Hag needs to take some risks when it comes to uh, some risks when it comes to his selections uh, with some of the players who really aren't performing. Uh, you know, I, I was reading that uh, Ahmad Diallo uh, might be back in contention soon as well. Uh, so th- so that will be another option uh, that we could have in the right. Uh, but I think Eric Ten Hag needs to make some make some tough decisions now, uh, because we aren't performing with you know what what he might think is, are his uh, first eleven, uh, and if that's not working out, then you have to try something uh, something different. Uh, I think Scott McTominay definitely should get a run of games in uh, in the middle. Uh, I think Amrabat needs to start uh, more games in the middle. Didn't really have. Uh, a huge impact on the game against Brentford, uh, but that was, I think, his first game that he played in midfield. So uh, I think a couple of games more, and you know, he, he he'll get a good feel for for the team, and the team will get a good feel for for him as well. And now let's really talk about Casemiro because, um, as you mentioned, he he is not uh, really performing well. And uh, for me, how long should we be patient with him? Because uh, at the end of the day, he's not performing, and for me, the worry is: uh, it's not that you know he, he is not going to perform well uh, in this season, but what happens after this season? You know, we are back to square one again. You know, we are, we we will again start to look for an, another number six because do not forget, Casemiro has a five-year deal with us, and it's just the you know a second year. So for me, there are a lot of question marks uh, over Casemiro. And honestly, I do not see how we are going to get out of it. 
I think Casemiro's go Casemiro's going to be a tough one obviously you know with that contract he's not the worst player to have at the club but I think the last three or four games have illustrated you know how badly we need a first choice defensive midfielder uh and I think you know by next season there's going to be no question that that's going to be one of the main positions like we had to replace the center forward this season i think uh, a defensive uh, holding midfielder is going to be one of the top priorities next season uh, because you can see clearly casemiro he, he he seems like he's still on holiday yeah uh, you know like he's he, he's he's playing football on the beach uh, because people are able to just run by him his passing hasn't been crisp uh hasn't hasn't really been in 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 forward positions as much he just seems a step behind everyone and you know you ca- you can't afford that in the premier league it doesn't matter how good a player you are if you fall below uh you know y- y- the the levels required if you come down to like 70 or 80% uh you know people are going to be able to take advantage of that left right and center and that's exactly what's been happening against uh, pretty much every team that we played so I definitely think he needs he you know he needs to be benched the next couple of games like it shouldn't be a given that if he's fit he's going to start uh you know he has to be good enough uh to play in that position and I think if he's not sh- good enough and if, if the team is suffering uh because uh you know he's not up to the level then I think someone else should be given the chance and uh what is what is quite let's say for me is frustrating is that he's not that old you know he's he's still only 31 uh, 31 years old and for modern footballers i think 31 years old is is not let's say uh, you know is is not the end of your career and uh there is one thing being out of form and not uh not performing well on the pitch but then there is also another thing uh about making the wrong decisions for a, such an experienced player and uh, such a quality player i was not really happy that he went for the tackle uh that gave uh, where manchester united gave away the penalty and he got the red card against galatasaray because l- let's face it there was still a chance that onana could have saved uh, a shot from uh, from ikadi if i am not uh, mistaken so but then at this at that moment he knew he knew that if he's going for a tackle it's going to be a penalty and a red card but he still went for that and it it made a difference because it's it's always different than v11 uh compared to 11 v11 so this kind of uh, let's say uh decision making makes me think if it is just uh if it's just not let's say lack of form or it's also something to do with his confidence and uh, he's not able to let's say make those right decisions for such a quality player like him like i said you know it just seems like he's still on holiday uh, i'm not sure if he, if if his head is back in it yet uh, but we need him back uh, at his best as soon as possible just because uh, you know every every other position has been uh, underperforming as well and we need some of our best players from last season to uh, sort of come to the fore now and you know like really ignite our season going forward okay and now now coming on to marcus rashford for me he looks half a player like uh, that he was last last season and i think personally 
he should be, let's say, dropped for the next few games. Sometimes when players are out of form, it quite works if you know if you put them on the bench and then bring them on uh, in a match and if they score, you know it, it, it increases their confidence and then you can build on that confidence in the future games. Do you agree that now is the time to bench Marcus Rashford and maybe give someone like Garnacho, uh, let's say, uh, a run of games? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I, I think something has to change because uh, there's definitely something uh, not right with uh, Marcus Rashford at the moment. And I think you couldn't have put it better in the in the sense that you need to do with Rashford now what we've been doing with Garnacho for the last few games and bring him on uh, and try try see if he can make an impact because that can really add to the confidence of a player. And I think anyway, Garnacho is in, is in decent form right now uh, and deserves a, a, a few run-ins. Uh, so, uh, like Casemiro, because, uh, you know, Rashford is in the same kind of rut that Casemiro is in. Uh, they just get highlighted for different reasons and both both these players are underperforming. So, I think we've got, at least where Casemiro and Rashford are concerned, you know, we've got, I think, adequate cover for them. Uh, so, I think if they're underperforming, then yeah, I, like, like I said, I think it's time for Ten Hag to make some tough decisions. Okay. Uh, coming to the next next week and, 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 the, and the next, let's say, set of games. Our next games are going to be crucial for me because we play Sheffield United away in the Premier League, Manchester City at home in the Premier League, Champions League against Copenhagen. Then we play against Newcastle in the League Cup. My fear is that if we do not improve our performance and do not improve the results, it might be the end in all the competitions for us before even uh, the December break. So, how do you see the upcoming games, and 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 do you also see that these are like you know make or break uh, for Manchester United in this season? You know, this is exactly why we needed a good start to the season. It's because as the season goes on, it only gets busier and busier. And if you drop off form, you know, when you're playing two or three games in a week, that can really cost you really soon. Uh, because before you know it, you've lost two Champions League games. Uh, you've lost or drawn a couple of games in the league. Uh, you know, you've lost against some team uh, in the League Cup or FA Cup. And, you know, you're staring at uh, the wrong end of the, of the barrel. Uh, so, you know, we, I think for the last two or three weeks, every week we keep saying that, you know, the next game is crucial. And it seems like, you know, this is going to continue uh, for a while now till we can put, uh, you know, get some form and put a run of wins uh, together. Because uh, still we do that, we're just going to be under pressure non-stop. Uh, it, it, yeah, and, and, you know, it, it won't matter. Uh, so it's really imperative now that, you know, after the international break, uh, you know, we, we get a couple of wins in a row. We make sure we don't lose any games, uh, which which will give us some confidence, even if we, you know, if we, we manage to draw uh, one or two of them, but it's. I think it's absolutely crucial that we stop conceding uh, as many goals. Uh, you know, we look a little uh, more balanced in midfield, get, gain a little more control in midfield, and also look uh, sharper up front. Uh, you know, Hoyland had a, had an excellent start uh, against Galatasaray. 
again did have the best game against the uh, uh, best game against Brentford but then again you know for a proper number 9 it's it's, a, it's important and you know when you got players like you know like someone like Rashford uh, who's not in form uh Fernandez who who who's not been as consistent this season uh you know he, he he has one good game and then he doesn't have a good game and then he has a good game again uh so i think you know in all departments we just need to get a little more consistency uh and, and you know start playing a little more together uh because we seem really disjointed right now and uh, you know we need to find a way to end that soon and uh, do you think uh, we should make some changes uh, in the team because we discussed that maybe it's the time to uh, bench rashford and casemiro uh, what do you think about the defensive lineup should we get maguire in in, in place of lindelof i think it's it's a tough one because eric ten hag tried to play lindelof uh, on the right with the lot on the left uh, but i uh, lindelof on the right you know was it he was, really didn't look comfortable i think it was really it was the other way around no it was uh, lindelof on the left yeah lindelof on the left yeah, yeah my, my mistake yeah lindelof on the left and the lot on the right uh, but lindelof really didn't look uh, comfortable in that position i think lindelof again is is a player who's who's short on confidence who's not uh, showing the same kind of form that we saw from him towards the end of last season uh, so i think eric ten hag really needs to focus on how uh you know the squad is doing in training and who actually at this moment of time is best suited to play in the team if that's maguire then you know so be it uh because he he apart we have three other central defenders one of whom is out till next season and rafael varan also you know he, he you know he's not going to be able to consistently play uh, a run of games he he's going to get injured he's going to have small knocks so you know you might as well uh throw maguire in there because i don't think we're doing any better without him at the moment mm-hmm. anyway yeah uh about varan it's quite uh, disappointing to see varan miss let's say one out of three games you know uh since the time he has joined manchester united he has missed 32 games and it's not due to let's say 32 games in a period of 6 months because he had a surgery or something no it is 32 games over last two and a half seasons due to let's say 10 or 12 different injuries so kind of shows that he's quite fragile and uh, and you rightly said now uh, we might as well give maguire a run of games to just to see um you know how he does and honestly uh, for me he did not do that bad uh, in the last game he was quite good in fact and uh, uh, and uh, why not why not give him a run of games and see if he can build this partnership with uh, varan and then we see uh, let's say lindelof could for me could be let's say a backup then and then if uh, varan misses out in the future games you could have lindelof and maguire playing again for manchester united in 2023 <laughs> as strange as that might sound that's the reality <laughs> so yeah So yes uh and and then I think uh, for me uh Mason Mount did not have no uh, I know he did not have the best of the games 
but I think he did quite all right uh, against Galatasaray. In, in fact, I think in the first half against Galatasaray, he was quite good and he had this partnership with uh, Hoyland. It was quite, uh, let's say for me, it was quite working. And even against Brentford, I think he started quite well. Uh, but then I I don't know why Ten Hag does not like to start him on the right. I would like to see Mason Mount start a few games on the right instead of Anthony. Um, how do you see uh, that? I said this in the last game. You know, I, I, I would not play Mason Mount and Fernandez in the middle. And, you know, Mason Mount seems to be one player that Eric Ten Hag really wants to stick with this season and, you know, uh, give him a chance because, you know, even though initially he, he didn't have... Uh, the best few games, he still stuck with him. Uh, and I think slowly, slowly, he's getting better. I think he's getting more confidence in his game uh, with every passing game. I think what's really important is for him to get a goal, uh, you know, whether it's from open play or even, you know, if it's just a penalty. Uh, I, I think that will really add to his confidence. But I absolutely agree with you. I would rather see Mason Mount play on the right uh, than, than Fernandez. Uh, I think Fernandez is is more potent in the middle, and I think Mason Mount has played on the right before, and he's versatile enough uh, and quick enough, uh, you know, to move in that position. So, again, uh, you know, Anthony, like you said, uh, is is you know another one of those players who's who's just not uh, been able to show us, uh, you know, how good he can be, and uh, you know, I think. If Eric Ten Hag wants to keep wants to stick with Mason Mount, then the right is definitely one position where you know he could try him out. Yeah, uh, I, I I do agree with you on this. All right then, mate. Let's hope Manchester United can put a run of good results in the next games. Else, we might see our season ending quite soon. Yes, I guess that's all we can do, mate. We can uh, we can hope, but uh, yeah, very very important for Eric Ten Hag. Uh, you know, there's a lot he needs to sort out, and you know, hopefully he's he and Manchester United are not going to be in in as much trouble as we have been uh, uh, going forward. So let's hope for the best. All right then, mate. Thanks a lot for your time, and speak to you in the next one. Take care. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me over again. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you everyone for listening to this podcast please do leave your comment and feedback on the podcast that will help us improve in the next days until then keep loving the game